You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. The Spittin' Statistician. And you are listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Big shout-out, as always, if you're listening live on iHeartRadio. Tune in radio. If you're listening live on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app, big shout out to you. Even bigger shout out to you because the Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only 24-7 free place to win your leagues and win that cash. We also appreciate everybody watching live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube live stream here inside Studio 34. You get to see my man who is still alive after 13 weeks. Give it up for my man Ted Finn Jr. We also have my man the Manimal Chris Bavono with me on the ones and twos. So hot that we sweat steam. We have a huge show for you on a Monday. It is the holiday season kind of officially. I'm seeing holiday parties here at Rockin' Riley's. It is the month has turned to December. And here's the other thing. A lot of people are no longer playing fantasy anymore. It is time for only to put on your big boy or big girl pants because it is the playoffs. So we will be getting you ready. We'll be talking about the trends from week 13, how to spin it forward for the first week of the playoffs in weeks 14. You know who won't be there in week 14? Rob Gronkowski. You know who won't be there in week 14? Bob McAdoo. You know who else won't be there in week 14? Jerry Reese for the New York football job. Giants and apparently Eli Manning may be back in the saddle, although I actually don't think that is a good football decision for the New York football Giants. You know who else will be around likely for week 14? It is Josh Gordon. We'll talk about that. If I believe I got that right or wrong, you just heard the promo saying I thought he was going to catch four balls. Well, guess what, Bavona? He caught four balls against the Los Angeles Chargers yesterday. We'll talk about that. We'll also preview a big Monday night football matchup between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm going to tell you right Right now, I think Andy Dalton is going to do what Andy Dalton does in prime time. We'll also let you know who I feel the worst for out of any player in the NFL as a result of what took place in week 13. It is a name that is familiar to the show. I really do, in fact, feel bad for him. We will also tip our cap to two future Hall of Famers who moved up the all-time list. And there's also a guy out there that I think surprisingly is losing sense of his team and his locker room and his still quasi competitive team that out there in the AFC West we also as always have poll questions for you in week 13 where some people needed to win to get into the playoffs and join a guy like spitting speeds in his playoffs who is your week 13 diamond in the rough Blake Bortles service, Josh McCown, Steven Anderson, someone else. Who is a Fugazi for you? Julio Jones, only 25 yards? Brandon Cooks, 22? Mike Evans, 33? Let me know. Spitting speeds, you know the Twitter handle. Come on back. It's Fantasy Freestyle. Let's go.
Hey, I'm Frank Stample, and here is Greg Sussman of the Fantasy Football Best Friends Forever. What can you tell me about the DKMS Big Game Challenge? All you need to do is answer four trivia questions correctly, and you are going to the big game in Minnesota on February 4th. How do I get involved? Keep listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network every day and find out when we're playing. The showtime changes to make sure you're always locked and loaded. I'm in. And you can be in, too. Just make sure you listen to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network every day up until the big game because we're trying to give away tickets for you in Minnesota. It's the Big Game Trivia Challenge sponsored by DKMS, only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez, Speeds, the spitting statistician, holding you down as we look back at what was hopefully a lucky week 13 for you. A lot of people needed to get W's in order to get into the playoffs. Hey, Bavona, I am very interested to see what happens to my hashtag stats over beat Cypher in the next couple of weeks. Because to be quite honest, if you're not uh, still in the playoffs... You're not calling the fantasy freestyle, so hopefully this will be the true testament. We'll see who's still hitting me up on Twitter, at Spittin' Speeds, who is still calling into the show because they still need to, you know, work the waiver wire and figure out who they need to sit and start for them to continue to actually win their leagues and win that cash. A lot of news coming out of Week 13, and let's start at the top today, the new York football giants have fired head coach Ben McAdoo. They have fired their general manager, Jerry Reese. I think this was the right decision. And to be quite honest, the decision they needed to make. Okay, we knew it went south for this organization a long time ago. Jerry Reese can be held up on the ideas of signing Brandon Marshall instead of an offensive lineman. Drafting Evan Ingram. I know the kid has had a good year instead of an offensive lineman. You knew, and I tell you why you knew. You could have listened to speeds because I told you a long time ago that the window with Eli Manning was closing and what you need to do is protect him for as long as you possibly can. They did not. They went elsewhere. Ben McAdoo then tries to assert his authority by doing things like suspending Janoris Jenkins, suspending DRC, doing other weird things, including publicly talking about and then benching Eli Manning, a hallmark and an icon for that franchise. I got to tell you, though. I think it's the right move. They're going to have a second or third over, you know, number draft pick, and they need to figure out with that pick, do they need to draft a quarterback? Do they need to draft an – or can they draft an offensive lineman? Could they maybe draft a guy like Saquon Barkley that could be, could be there for them in the top five? Here's the other thing I thought was interesting. Eli said after the game yesterday that he plans to play in 2018, so you can now add Eli Manning to the list. This is going to be a crazy merry-go-round this year, okay? A lot of teams will be looking for quarterbacks in New York, in Jacksonville, in Denver, in Arizona, in Buffalo. There's a lot of options for them, whether it is Alex Smith, Tyrod Taylor, who we'll talk about in a second. You can Kirk Cousins, all three Minnesota Vikings quarterbacks. It is a great draft class, supposedly, with Josh Rosen, Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield, and others that will probably pop. I find it very, very interesting. I actually think what the Giants did was smart because now that they move on from Ben McAdoo and they move on from Jerry Reese, they can put the Eli Manning decision blood on their hands and move forward as an organization with interim coach Spagnola. You can see, oh, we, you know, I have directives. we got to see the kids and blah, blah, blah. Davis Webb will play, and so will some of the other young kids. The other thing i got to let you know about, Tyrod Taylor was carted off 
yesterday, and he is the guy I mentioned at the top of the show, I really feel the worst for. I feel so bad for Tyrod Taylor. He got a raw deal in Buffalo for years now. They didn't want to extend his fifth-year option. They wanted to play Nathan Peterman. They didn't want to, uh, you know, they wanted to force Tyrod into a scheme that he is not a natural fit for. They traded away, you know, some of his weapons in the offseason. Anquan Bolden flirted with them. He had nothing but Shady McCoy. And now, when he's about to hit the open market, He's going to be dealing with what looked like a pretty bad knee injury. He is telling people that he avoid catastrophic injury, but still, he's now a question mark in the open market. Let me tell you something about Tyrod Taylor. I feel really bad for him. He is still QB 16 right now, even though he hasn't played, you know, a game and played a game less than other people. You know, his four interceptions are tied for the best in the NFL among anybody that's played more than eight games. He's tied with Alex Smith, the game manager. He's tied with Tom Brady, the best quarterback of all time. And yet, still, Tyrod does not get the love that he appreciates. Tyrod, also with the rushing potential, is is someone that I think in fantasy and in real football should be considered a lot better than the way he is. Let me tell you something. I'm a Jets fan. I would love it if Tyrod Taylor wound up in the green and white. I think Tyrod Taylor is a playoff caliber quarterback, someone that you can win with, and I think he got a raw deal, and now his status will be uncertain because of the injury he sustained for a team that wanted no part of him. On the Buffalo side of things, though, I think they are SOL because they're going to be in this quarterback merry-go-round. But let me tell you something. They're going to get the dregs of this. If I was Eli Manning, Alex Smith, Tyrod Taylor, a high draft pick, you know, a guy like, oh, I don't know, Teddy Bridgewater who hits the open market, Kirk Cousins, Jimmy Garoppolo, any of these guys that have options. And if my options were Denver with a Super Bowl caliber defense and weapons like DT and Manny Sanders on the outside, or if my other option was Jacksonville with a contending defense and maybe a returning Allen Robinson and a Leonard Fournette behind me. Or I wanted to maybe instead go to, oh, I don't know, Arizona where I'd have a returning David Johnson. Where I'd have Larry Fitzgerald. Or I don't know, even the Jets with a top draft pick and an improving defense. I would rather be in all these places instead of Buffalo. So you know what Buffalo's going to wind up with? I'm going to tell you right now what Buffalo's going to wind up with. Buffalo is going to wind up with Sam Bradford and Trevor Simeon as their options. That's what they're going to wind up with, and I think it's good for them because of the way they handle Tyrod Taylor. Also, Rob Gronkowski is going to get a one-game suspension. He will appeal, but this hit on Tredavious White well after the play, in fact, sent White to the concussion protocol. He's going to miss time. I think Gronk should be suspended for as long as Tredavious White is in the concussion protocol. I am glad that they did, in fact, come down quickly because a lot of people would have been like, you know, hashtag all suspensions matter. If he got a lighter thing than, say, Mike Evans earlier in the year, A.J. Green, who was ejected from that game, 
other guys, you know, the Yakeep Talib, the Michael Crabtree, if all of a sudden, you know, lovable Gronk got some other kind of sentence, I would have been very upset about that. And you would have been hearing me talk about that in light of hashtag all suspensions matter. He did, however, get one game for what was absolutely ridiculous. All right, let's continue to do a little bit of an autopsy here on week 13. Matthew Stafford with that hand bruise. He's going to be day to day, but this guy has played with a broken hand. So I think he's going to be okay. He's got a tasty matchup next week versus Tampa, and he's got to right the ship for his lines if they want to stay in contention. Zach Ertz left Sunday night football with a concussion, they said. Still waiting for some official word if he's in the protocol and what he will be then in a race against time to be ready for week 14. The Denver Broncos, who I just talked about with Trevor Simeon, they're going to be in the market. They're going to get an upgrade. Maybe they wind up with Eli Manning, but for the time being, Trevor Simeon will still be their quarterback in week 14. The Raiders are hopeful that Amari Cooper can return in week 14, thus bringing back their full complement of wide receivers. They're actually saying that concussion is not the main issue. It is that ankle that he was dealing with that is the issue. Um, Also, Greg Olson was held out of this game against the Saints yesterday because of fears about the uh, AstroTurf. They said that playing on turf was a concern from him, and they cite some of the turf at MetLife Field up in New York in week uh, what was that, week 12 against the Jets as part of the reason why he re-aggravated that foot injury. The Baltimore Ravens are worried now about migraines for their new stud running back, Alex Collins, the river dancer. Remember, migraines were serious enough to keep Sterling Shepard out of a game or two this year, serious enough to end Percy Harvin's career. So keep an eye on that, the river dancer, Alex Collins in Baltimore having migraines that could be more for, you know, Buck Allen, Danny Woodhead, and the rest. The Texans here have gotten um, Brian Cushing back from his PED-related suspension. He is back for the Houston Texans, and Alshon Jeffrey signed a four-year $52 million extension with the Philadelphia Eagles over the weekend. Hey, next time you're going out with Alshon, drinks are on him. All right, let's talk a little bit more about the headlines here of Week 13. I talked about the Giants and Ben McAdoo. I talked about Rob Gronkowski and how I'm excited and glad, to be honest, that it is fair that he got his suspension. He didn't get suspended, uh, ejected from that game. Why did he not get ejected from that game? I will never understand. And then, like I said, I definitely feel for Tyrod Taylor. It is a shame that he will have his contract status up in the air when he is coming back from injury and this is brand new like for example Allen Robinson remember AR15 for Jacksonville he's in the same situation he's a free agent at the end of the year he tore his ACL but that was at the beginning of the year when he hits you know when he's looking to visit teams and sign a contract in March he's going to be able to prove what he can do we only can hope that Tyrod Taylor is in the same situation check it out when we come back here's what we're going to do I'm going to talk to you about other things that I saw in week 13 I hold myself accountable here on the Fantasy Freestyle. What we're going to do is I'm going to tell you what I got right. And boy, were there a lot of things I got right by fading any running back named Murray. And also, we'll tell you what I got wrong. There's a couple people who put it in my eye. Some might say Josh Gordon did. I beg to disagree. I'll tell you who did put it in my eye in the Cleveland Browns when we come back. And then also, we're going to have to tip our cap here at the Fantasy Freestyle to some guys that are moving up the all-time lists. We'll do that. When we come back, it is the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network with your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician. Come on back. Hunter Henry, Sterling Shepard, Michael Thomas. These three NFL sophomores are not due to slump. 
They're due to break out, just like the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. In year two, things are only getting better. Make sure to listen live and download the app, FNTSY Radio. It's free and it's 24-7. The best fantasy sports content is on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Stand up, y'all. It's the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez, Speeds, the spitting statistician, holding you down on a Monday as we look back at Week 13. I'll also give you my preview for the conclusion of Week 13 as the Pittsburgh Steelers go to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. I think that is a very interesting game. I'll give you my preview for that a little bit later on. But as you know here on Mondays, I always hold myself accountable here on the Fantasy Freestyle. There are some things that Speeds got right. There are some things that Speeds got wrong. It's time to go through them okay the first thing is I've been talking about this for a while in Minnesota I said that I actually like Jarek McKinnon over Latavius Murray this week and I said the reason would be because it would be a closer game and in closer games they would go with McKinnon and that Lat Murray is just the guy who grinds out the clock when the Vikings are up and they have been up big in recent games that is exactly what happened okay it was Jarek McKinnon that got into the end zone via the passing game and it was Jarek McKinnon who did in fact outscore Latavius Murray so if you listen to speed you went with McKinnon over Murray despite the fact that Murray had been a beast in the last couple of weeks I will say this on that last drive after the game and the outcome was said and done Lat Murray got three touches there even starting to pad the stats or else it would have even looked better for Jarek McKinnon I told you about that but as it relates to these Vikings man they were impressive I said going into this game, if they went on the road and shut down an improving Atlanta team, I would take them seriously. Well, here I am to officially take them seriously. They are now the number one seed in the NFC. They held, like I said, an improving Falcons team to no touchdowns. Um, It could very well be a home game for the Minnesota Vikings, that game up there in Minnesota in early February with Justin Timberlake doing it. I told you I was fading all of the backs named Murray. If you go down to Tennessee, an exotic smash mouth, I was also telling you about that. I heard that, you know, oh... Malarkey says that we have two starters. We'll check out what happened. They both got 11 carries, but the guy I liked better, Derrick Henry, had 109 yards and a touchdown. DeMarco Murray only had 66 yards. I told you about this and how the variance was there. We've been talking about this a lot, how Murray has been kind of saving himself in this competition with Derrick Henry because he has gotten into the end zone on multiple occasions, saving his day, scoring via touchdowns. But Derrick Henry is the better back. Yes, I know he had a big touchdown down to ice the game, one of those long runs at the end. But let me tell you something. They are going to Derrick Henry. And if you had that one, you had it like Speeds the Spitting Statistician. In this game, I also told you guys that I was officially off the Corey Davis bandwagon. I told you I cannot go back to Corey Davis. I saw him in a better matchup last week without Rashard Matthews, and he didn't do it against the Indianapolis Colts. I didn't think he would do it this week. And I told you you would not get the benefits of Corey Davis until 2018. 
Kane. And what did he do in another matchup where he could have gone off because there was no Richard Matthews and it was a close game? He only has two catches for 12 yards. I'm telling you, Corey Davis is not going to see his blow up until 2018. I also told you in DFS that I love DeAndre Hopkins. What I told you is I didn't care who was throwing him the quarterback because even if he catches only just 50%, it was still a good floor for D-Hop against Tennessee in this matchup. And that is exactly what happened. He caught 8 out of 14 targets. He got 14 targets from Tom Savage, okay? He got 8 for 80 yards. He's still just slightly over 50% catch rate, but he still leads the NFL in targets. He is still tied for third in receptions. He is still second in yards, and he has nine touchdowns on the season, making him wide receiver two. Tom Savage has turned into a volume thrower, okay? He's one of those volume throwers which makes DeAndre Hopkins one of the top wide receivers. Remember how I talk about the fantasy herd? DeAndre Hopkins is the embodiment of the opposite. And think about this. I mean, we know Antonio Brown. That's a special case, right? D-Hop is number two, wide out two right now in PPR leagues. You know how wide out three is? It's Keenan Allen, same kind of thing, now a true number one, as I told you how the Chargers are moving away from the fantasy herd. You know who number four is? Oh, it's Larry Fitzgerald, same kind of thing, no herd at play there. Okay, remember, the inverse is a guy like Mike Evans, who's losing potential because of the other options. And inverse is a guy like Michael Thomas, losing his production because of the other offense. My theory on the fantasy herd maintains and also listen I told you guys you can now start both Alvin Kamara and uh, Mark Ingram they are now in PPR settings RBs two and four in the entire league I must admit though for all those things that I get right some people put it in my eye the first person that put it in my eye was Marquise Goodwin and Jimmy Garoppolo I thought it would take time for them to build the chemistry build a little bit of a relationship that did not happen Goodwin went eight for 99 yards and the important part of this to me was they were using him in the entire route tree intermediate routes shorter routes and I think that bodes very well I now believe that Marquise Goodwin is someone you could pick up I'll be talking about him in tomorrow's episode of fantasy freestyle also Blake Bortles put it in my eye Bortles service check this out 309 yards two touchdowns no picks along with another 27 yards on the ground Blake Bortles and the Jacksonville Jaguars are putting it in my eye but here's the thing this was I think a matchup kind of thing because they were facing those Indianapolis Colts and that horrible pass defense. I told you I fade everybody against the Colts. Well, apparently you can fade everybody, including Blake Bortles. You can go with him against this bad Indianapolis Colts uh, pass defense. The other thing I'll say, put it in my and like Marquise Lee had a great game also for Jacksonville. I thought they were going to ride it out with Leonard Fournette. That was not necessarily the case. Leonard Fournette only had, I believe, 57 yards rushing in, instead of this. It was the passing attack with Marquise Lee. I was, I was off Marquise Lee. He put it in my eye. Another one who did was Jared Cook. I was all over Jared Cook as a DFS tight end because no Amari Cooper, no Crabtree, and the Giants had been giving it up to the tight end. You know that narrative you know that angle. Jared Cook laid an egg. Like my guy, the fantasy executive, Corey Parsons, says he called him like Bigfoot. He never really sees him. He disappeared in this one also. Only one catch for nine yards. On the flip side with tight ends, though, I told you that I liked a bounce back for Evan Ingram, and I said that having Sterling Shepard coming back would actually help him. Evan Ingram did, in fact, bounce back seven catches, 99 yards, and a touchdown. Let's get into it, though. Some people are going to say Josh Gordon put it in my eye. I would say differently. I said he was going to go, I believe, Bavona, you could double-check me. My prediction for him was four catches, 57 yards. 
He had he had four catches. The only thing is they went for 84 yards, and he had one last one that was purely garbage time that went for 45 yards. For most of this game, Josh Gordon had something like three for 37, and I was like, ooh, I'm going to tell these mofos, right? But then he got one last garbage time catch for like 35, 40 yards. Eh, it was okay. The thing is, though, here's what put it in my eye. Corey Coleman got squadoosh. I thought Corey Coleman was going to get opened up by the presence of Josh Gordon. That did not happen. But let me tell you why I'm still off Josh Gordon. It comes down to Deshaun Kaiser. Deshaun Kaiser completed 15 balls yesterday. Do you really want, you really going to think that, oh, you know, eight of them are going to go to Josh Gordon? Deshaun Kaiser, what he's also doing, the second he doesn't see something, he is running. He ran for 45, 46 yards yesterday, and that, instead of hanging in the pocket and ducking and running, that is going to tamper the expectations and the productivity of a guy like Josh Gordon as well, okay? But Corey Coleman... I got wrong. Duke Johnson, I got wrong. Josh Gordon, I knew they were going to work him in early, and I told you he was going to catch four balls. What they do? They worked him in only early, and he caught four balls. And other people would also probably say that the Tampa Bay Bucks put it in my eye because Pop Quiz, Jack Quiz, Rogers defecated the mattress. However, that's why you need to listen to Sunday Lineup Lock Live here, okay? I'm hosting from 9 a.m. to kickoff. I don't have the opportunity to really respond to everybody on Twitter, but I here on this desk at about 11 a.m. or noon broke the news that Peyton Barber would be starting instead of Pop Quiz, Jack Quiz, Rogers, and I told you that I was fine with that as a volume play. Last year, Pop Quiz in like limited uh you know starts there was one game he got something like 30 carries Peyton Barber did similar work he Peyton Barber I'm talking about and I said to people on Twitter I said to people on air you can just insert Peyton Barber for everything I said about Pop Quiz, Jock Quiz Rogers. And what did he do? He went 23 for 102 yards. He also caught four balls. So he touched it 27 times. And I was on Peyton Barber as a plug and play in for Pop Quiz when that news broke. That's why you got to listen to Lineup Lock Live on Sunday mornings here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The other thing is, listen, I said that I thought these Chiefs would bounce back a little bit, that they would show some pride. And I was talking mostly about the offense, you know. And then a lot of things did start to happen. We got word on Sunday that Andy Reid gave up play-calling duties, gave them to the offensive coordinator. We heard talk of Patty Mahomes not maybe coming back at the end of the season. What Alex Smith do? He turned into the aggressive MVP candidate that we saw of him. 330-some-odd yards, four touchdowns, throwing downfield, Tyreek Hill blowing up, Travis Kelsey blowing up. That's what I thought was going to happen. What I didn't think was going to happen was that these uh, defensive players, you know, even Darrell Revis, that was sad, bro. They yanked him at halftime because he could not tackle, did not have the wind, but they unraveled. I'm talking about meltdowns. I'm talking about penalties. I'm talking about throwing the official's flag into the stands. And I'm telling you right now, I think Andy Reid may be losing control. Of what's going on. Remember, I believe that the Raiders and the Chargers, I said this at the beginning of the year, I said the Raiders and the Chargers would be first and second in this division. I said the Broncos would unravel and finish last. And I said the Chiefs would regress and finish seven and nine and miss the playoffs. That's some of what is happening despite their hot start. Here's what's to embody this. They are undetermined, undecided on what they're going to do to punish Marcus Peters. You know why? Because they actually still need him in that defense. All right. Here's what we're going to do. 
Those are some of my tips, some of my trends from week 13. What we're going to do now is open up the phone lines, okay, for our last segment. You can holler at Spittin' Speeds. If you're still in it, we're going to test the stats over Beat Cypher and see who still needs to get advice to keep winning because they're in the playoffs. You know the number to call. It's 844-843-6879. We will open up the phones. We'll see how many people are out there that still need advice and made it to the playoffs like your boy Spittin' Speeds. Holler at me now. The phone lines are open. We're also going to, like I said, tip our cap to some people moving up the ranks we're going to preview monday night football and we'll check in on the polls who are your diamonds and fugazis for week 13 all that and more and hopefully some calls i want to still help you out let's find out it's the fantasy freestyle on the fantasy sports radio network have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand or better yet in the pocket of your khakis well check it out now you can it's the fantasy sports radio network app Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez speeds the spitting statistician holding you down. Talking a little bit about the big headlines coming out of week 13. We talk Giants, Ben McAdoo, Eli Manning, and the new regime. What's going on in New York? We talked about the Gronk suspension for one game. You best believe he should have gotten suspended. You know, if they're going to suspend Mike Evans, if they're going to suspend, you know, if they're going to eject A.J. Green, then lovable Rob Gronkowski needed to go for week 14 based on his actions with Tredavious White. Remember, White is in the concussion protocol now. So obviously, and then at the same time, I told you how I felt really bad for Tyrod Taylor, putting it on the line for a team that does not want him. And now because of that knee injury he sustained, remember, he was carted off the field. He is now going to enter the open market with uncertainty around his health. I feel bad for my man, T-Mobile, Tyrod Taylor. Okay, let me first talk to you guys about Monday Night Football because, you know, week 13 is not definitively over just yet. We got the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cincinnati Bengals. The first thing you need to know is that Antonio Brown is active tonight with that toe injury. He was a true game-time decision. He did fly with the team. That was a positive sign. He is active for them. I got hit up on Twitter by T. Craig, at Incredible Mr. Ed. He says he's down by four. Should he play Antonio Brown or should he go with Martavis Bryant? I say now that A.B. is active, you have to ride with Antonio Brown. If he's in your lineup, you got to start your studs and Antonio Brown is definitely one of them now the Bengals are home dogs they're getting five and a half points against the Steelers 43 and a half is the total let me tell you something this will test the Pittsburgh hot streak the the Pittsburgh offense the Pittsburgh you know road narrative about Big Ben and the Steelers not being able to produce as much but here's the other narrative that I'm going with Andy Dalton defecates the mattress every time in prime time games and I think that will actually continue I like Pittsburgh in this one. I think Pittsburgh is real. I think Pittsburgh is angling to try to get that one seed and home field in what many people think are an eventual clash with the New England Patriots in January. I think they're playing hard because they need that one seed. I think that's part of the reason Antonio Brown does in fact go. My 
diamond for tonight is Martavis Bryant, though, because I'm not sure how long Antonio Brown's going to go, how physical this game is going to get. Remember, this rivalry can be pretty doggone physical. I wouldn't be surprised if there's bounties out there for guys like Antonio Brown or Le'Veon Bell. So I think Martavis Bryant could have some value. Remember, Juju Smith-Schuster also just now coming back. My fugazi is Andy Dalton. Like I said, I don't think he does well in primetime games. And the Steelers are actually second in the NFL in terms of points allowed. As it relates to the trick that I always tell you, Martavis Bryant, man. If Antonio Brown has any kind of complication, Martavis Bryant is the guy who's stepping right in. This is why the Pittsburgh Steelers did not trade him with all that drama, just in case. Also, John Connor is only owned in 4% of leagues. This rivalry has been so physical that I wouldn't be surprised if guys like Vontez Perfect or Geno Atkins or Pac-Man out there are trying to do a little bit of harm to a stud like Le'Veon Bell. You need to get James Conner on your squad if you have Le'Veon Bell. Ultimately, though, I think the Steelers win this game. I think they continue their hot streak. I like them in this one. Call it... Call it 27-20. I think they win this game, and it is a one-score game, but they do cover, as a road team, the five-and-a-half-point spread. I like the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, remember I asked, I asked, like, "Uh uh-oh, will the Stats Overbeat Cypher continue? Will people keep calling the show? I know my Stats Overbeat Cypher, though. These are teams that managers that make the playoffs, so they are still viable. They are still interested, and they still want to know how to win their leagues and win that cash. If you listen to other shows, you may have fell off. Off, but not with the hashtag stats over beat cypher let's open them up right now we start with a friend of the show dilly dilly to steve in massachusetts was lucky number was a uh, week 13 lucky for you steve well i'll find out i'll find out tonight and uh, first of all let me uh do it right back man dilly dilly man dilly uh, dilly steve yeah, so I have Nick, I have Nixon and Juju Smith Schuster going today. So I'll find out if I win this week. All right, and, and like I'm fourth seed right now, and I'll go. If I lose, I'll be the sixth seed. All right, but so I you're have in. Uh, two questions. Uh, Fire away. Yes. Yes. All right. Uh, my first one is a start sick question. Yep. And the second one is I I, I want to try beating the waiver wire with this pickup, and I just want to get your thoughts on right. that one. What's so, the so start my set? First, my first. All right, start sit is uh, sit uh, Russell Wilson against the Jaguars to play Matthew Stafford if he's healthy. And the pickup is uh, I was thinking about uh, picking up the Cincinnati Bengals defense because they're playing uh, the Chicago Bears next week. Because I've been streaming defenses and it's been working. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if, if anybody else is going to go after, like maybe like Dallas. Oh, like Green Bay. So I was just thinking that maybe I could uh, try beating it out. I just want to yeah. If you're that. streaming, if you're streaming defenses, I don't think Cincinnati is a bad idea next week against Chicago. Chicago will be in the non-conference road spot, and you've seen they haven't been able to do much. You know, Cincinnati. Here's my only problem, though. Cincinnati is not great against the run, and that means Jordan Howard might be able to do a little bit of work. I think Le'Veon Bell's going to gash them tonight as well, and that's the only way the Bears can do anything is by trying to use Jordan Howard as their bell cow, and I think since he may be a little bit susceptible to that. On your other question, yeah, I like Matty Stafford going up against Tampa Bay next week because Tampa Bay has been giving it up to everybody. If Stafford is healthy, I understand that. As you mentioned, Russell Wilson has a very tough matchup in Jacksonville. If you've been riding Russell Wilson, he's been a fantasy MVP, but at the same time, he's got the worst matchup possible for your playoff week. Um, So yeah, I don't hate that, Steve. Up next on the Fantasy Free now we go to Hector in Chicago. Was lucky? Uh, was week thirteen lucky for you, Hector? 
Yes, sir. Well, I'm going to see tonight. I'm up against AB. Mm. I'm up uh, 111. Let's hope that he's uh, just a decoy tonight. Let's hope he's just a decoy tonight. Hector, how can I help you moving forward? Appreciate it, man. Uh, Man, T-Mobile broke me this week, but I just wanted to say thanks for the the Drake advice earlier last week. Yeah, he blew Um, up against Denver, right? He had a big-time game. Yes, sir, and I had Hill as well. So I just wanted to call in. Listeners know the freestyle is real. And uh, hopefully I'll give you a call tomorrow with with, uh, some waiver wire pickups, see who you like. Absolutely, Hector. You are welcome and part of the hashtag Stats Over Beat Cypher. Absolutely anytime. That's what we do, help you win your leagues and win that cash. So I hope you keep on advancing, Hector, and we'll keep on trying to help you out. Hey, Bavona, we got a clip that what my man just said. He told you about how the Cypher and Fantasy Freestyle freestyle is the realest. There it is. Up next on the Fantasy Freestyle, the Stats Over Beat Cypher. We welcome Rue in Florida. Hello, everybody. We got people over here, holiday parties, chilling out here at Rock and Riley's Rue down in Florida. You got to get up to New York, man. We're doing big things over here. Rock and Riley Studio 50, uh, not 54. It looks like Studio 54, but it is Studio 34. Was week 13 lucky for you, Rue? Well, yeah, we'll see tonight in we'll one see. league. In another league, no, because I'm hunting first. Yeah, Ertz, man. It hurts when I pee, and then he went into the cold, dark, quiet room. That's unfortunate for you. I own Zach Ertz myself. I am very upset about it. At least I got a buy, so I hope he's okay by week 15, though. Uh, what can we do to help you, Ru? Okay. Yeah, hey, real quick, you remember when we talked about um, the – Case Keenum and Breeze, I started Case Keenum and it worked out. Nice. Remember, Breeze, the Saints are a running team now. That is definitely what we talked about, so I'm glad you went that way. How can we help you moving forward? All right, man. So um, uh, I got AB playing. Okay. Uh, my favorite Brian on my bench, but mm. earlier you said you said to go AB since he's a stud. Yeah, if AB is okay. active, you got to have him in your lineups. Like, are you down and need points tonight? I mean, I'm up by uh, 46. But oh, got, you're good to go. You're good to go, man. Uh, he got Dalton. Uh, let's see. He got three players. He got Mixon, Dalton, and Juju. Uh, all right, but I still will go A.B. I would still go A.B. If A.B.'s active, you got to go him because you know Big Ben is going to force him the rock. You got any other questions, Rue? Yeah, for the real question is, um, I hunt killing me, man. Yeah. So I'm like, man, do I go ahead and start Barber? I know it's early in the week, but Barber or Hunt? Yeah, I think you could go Peyton Barber. You got to figure out what happens first if Doug Martin comes back, though, okay? Because Doug Martin, if he's out of the concussion protocol, then he's going to get that back, and that'll severely, you know, handcuff what Peyton Barber does. Okay, but if yeah, if Martin is out, if Martin continues to be out, and they don't, you don't hear anything good about pop quiz, then yeah, I think you can, in fact, make that change with everything on the line. You can't be riding with Kareem Hunt. Thanks, Rue. Remember, guys, I was saying Studio Fifty Four. It's really Studio Thirty Four, but I got to tell you, there is holiday party season in full effect here at Rock and Riley's, and today it is Style Magazine having their holiday party. There are some ridiculous outfits right now. I don't know if it's anything I would rock personally. But people are using this as like a runway or something. Hey, up next, we're going to Chris in Tampa. You are on the Fantasy Freestyle. We're dropping stats over beats. Hoping week 13 was lucky for you in your playoff chase. What's up, Chris? Um, uh, Week 15 is my week. Okay. My starting, so okay. I need this win. So let's keep it moving, uh, one baby. One quick How question and one important question. Okay. Uh, quick question, Shot Ride. Jared Goff next week against Philly. And then my second question is, I'm not playing Hunt. 
I put Drake in my RB2 for next week. Great. So my question is for Flex. Uh, should I put Gordon, Hunt, Anderson, or Sanu? Robbie Anderson, man. Robbie Anderson. Is it Robbie Anderson? Yeah, Robbie Anderson. Oh, definitely Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson is like wide out 17 overall these days. I'm going with Robbie Anderson, and yes, I think you can stay with Jared Goff next week. I think that is a decent matchup for the Rams. Last hey. caller here on the Fantasy Freestyle. John is in North Carolina. Hey, John, we're up against the break, so do me a favor. Get your question out, and I'll answer it right after we hit commercial. What's going on You in the stats over beat cipher, John? How can we help you? Hoping week 13 was lucky for you. Hey, what's going on, Speeds? How you doing, man? Chilling. So, um, quick question. I got a, I got a quarterback question. Obviously, because Tyrod went down. Yeah. Um, uh, the options I have are Josh McCohen, uh, Case Keenum, or Jimmy Garoppolo. Those are the top available, in my opinion, on the wire. And then uh, I got a comment for you after the break, if that's cool. All right, we'll see what we could do after the break. But I'll definitely answer this question for you, John, in North Carolina. Come on right back for this answer and a whole lot more. It's the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Freestyle. How can I help you moving forward? Team Over broke me this week, but yeah. I just wanted to say thanks for the Drake advice earlier last week. Yeah, he blew um, up against Denver, right? He had a big-time game. Yes, sir, and I had Hill as well. So All right. I just wanted to call it. Listeners know Freestyle is real. Hopefully, I'll give you a call with some waiver wire pickup. See who you like. You are welcome and part of the hashtag Stats Over Cypher. Weekdays from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hey, Pavona, I like that promo. We got to play that a lot. People calling in, letting people know that they won their leagues and won some cash because of speeds. The spitting statistician. Before we went on, we had John. John out there in North Carolina had a question about some quarterbacks. He talked about Josh McCown, Case Keenum, and Jimmy Garoppolo. Over the break, let me tell you something. I looked at their schedules. And I think it's really interesting. I got a two-part answer for John out there in Carolina. Honestly, for week 14, my guy would be Jimmy Garoppolo. He's facing Houston, and I think that is a much better matchup. McCown and Keenum have been incredible, and I love these guys moving forward. But McCown and the Jets, they have Denver, not a good matchup. Keenum and the Vikings, they have Carolina, not a good matchup. So I like Jimmy G for week 14, but then in weeks 15 and 16, I would go to Case Keenum. They got Cincinnati and Green Bay. I would do that over Josh McCown and the Jets, who still have New Orleans and the Clippers. So I would try to get Jimmy G for right now for week 14, and then I would go to Case Keenum if you could uh, for weeks 15 and 16 when they face Cincinnati and Green Bay. I wanted to let you guys know that I had to Tip my cap to some people, okay? First of, first of all, Frank Gore, with his 61 yards yesterday, he went into uh, fifth place all time in rushing yards, okay? My man has 13,697 yards in 13 seasons. Obviously, most of them with the 49ers, the last three with the Indianapolis Colts. I think at the end of the year, by the end of the year, if he gets another 305, he goes into fourth place all time, surpassing Curtis Martin. Frank Gore is a Hall of Famer. Not to be outdone yesterday, Larry Fitzgerald became fourth highest in NFL history 
history in receiving yards. He passed Isaac Bruce, and he has 15,267 yards. That is fourth all time, and I believe next week... He will pass Randy Moss for third place on that list. He only needs 26 yards to pass Randy Moss for third best all time. I told you Antonio Brown is active tonight for Monday Night Football, so I say you got to play him. I understand the concern you might have. You got to hope he doesn't turn into a fugazi. Some people undermine, like Julio Jones with only 24 yards. Brandon Cooks with only 22 yards. Mike Evans with only 33 yards. Well, right now, Mike Evans, 34% of the people say Mike Evans ruined their Week 13 and their playoff potential. Some other people are talking about uh, Brandon Cooks and Julio Jones, Ricky Seals Jones. I told you to not go with that, that that was not a real thing as of yet. And listen, we were talking about a guy, this guy Carl Anderson is saying a guy in his league has both Julio and Cooks but still can win uh, if he gets 7.4 points out of Joe Mixon. I told you, James Conner, someone to pick up. Martavis Bryant, someone to pick up. I think Andy Dalton will continue to defecate the mattress on Monday Night Football. Hey, Danny is down there in the fantasy pit of misery. Hey, Danny, we got any questions from the YouTube people? Are they still in their playoffs, or have they faded away because they are not in contention anymore, Danny? I think a lot of people might have been out of it now, but I do have a couple of questions. Fair I have enough. One we got time for really one. Important. Yeah, What's one up? really important. Important. Down 33 points in a half-point PPR. He can pick two out of these three, okay. Mixon, Bell, or Juju. Uh, I would go with the Steelers. I would go with Le'Veon Bell and Juju Smith-Schuster. I think the Steelers produced today. I don't think Andy Dalton or Joe Mixon or the Cincinnati Bengals do. I know I'd be continuing to not listen to my own advice. The week started by me picking against a home dog and being wrong. This week is going to end with me picking against a home dog as I like the Pittsburgh Steelers to put up 20 high 20s, low 30s of points. So I would go with Lev Bell and I go with Juju Smith-Schuster. Tomorrow, I'll give you all my waiver wire ads if you're still up in this and into the playoffs for week 14. I'll be giving you my waiver wire ads. We got a lot of good nominees for hashtag game of inches as well i hope these people didn't get bounced out of the playoffs and i hope speeds can get his buy let's see what pittsburgh does i'll see you tomorrow it's the fantasy freestyle with your boy speeds peace